and welcome back to Mark My Words Football Podcast with Rob and Scott. And now we will be going over the week three action as well as predicting week four's games and bets of the week. Uh, another wild week. Uh, they seem to be getting wilder and wilder as the season goes on. I'm sure um, we're going to have a lot to say today. Yeah. Which I certainly <laughs> About a lot of games. <laughs> <laughs> some games are really exciting, like tip of the iceberg exciting, and some were just duds. <laughs> there was no middle ground this week, seemingly. And uh, once again, uh, I think we both did pretty bad in our pickums. What was our records for last week? <laughs> Not good. I mean, better than the previous weeks, I think. I was six and eight, and Robert sorry, six and ten, and Robert was oh, eight and eight. Six and ten, that's <laughs> brutal. Some garbage, garbage record. I know. My worst week so far. Really? Oh, yeah. Wow. Well, that was the most you've had so far. Yeah. <laughs> Seven, <laughs> Seven and, and six. <laughs> I mean, I feel like that's just how the beginning of the season goes, though, until we figure out what the teams' identities are, because I feel like the teams have like completely just defied their identity, what we all thought they were in all three weeks. <laughs> Yeah, that truly you do get a lot of that yeah. at the start of the season, but that's also what makes watching the NFL so fun. Yeah, is that you really never you never know any given week. Like it can it can be any team. Yep. And I mean that's just what makes it so wild. Like <laughs> like NHL, MLB, like especially NBA. Even the good teams are gonna win most of the time. Like that's why NBA betting the the uh, the money line on the good teams is like a really safe bet. Like there was a guy last year he just like bet on the Bucks every game. Just you win so little money by betting on them, but like they win, like whenever you think they're gonna win, they'll win. <laughs> so it's like safe money, easy money, but not not the case with the NFL because if you were to bet the underdog every week for like the last ten years, you would come out like with like a ton of money in, in betting, and every year that that's true for about a year year basis. So if you're if you're one of those people that likes to fly by the seat of your pants and take some risks. Uh, betting the underdog is definitely a good strategy. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it takes some gumption. <laughs> that being said, let's get into our recap of week three. All right. First game I want to get into is Bills-Dolphins. Uh, Dolphins winning 21-19 to in a shocker. Uh, a very hot Florida shocker. <laughs> yeah, crazy game. So, if anyone listened to last week's podcast during the Binder to Nine segment, <laughs> yeah. I did say... If the Dolphins were to beat the Bills, I would consider them legitimate Super Bowl contenders. All right, own up to your words. Well, I would own up to my words, but they're not true. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> I guess I should have included the caveat of how they win. Yeah. Because it was not a particularly strong win for the Dolphins. Only 212 yards of total offense versus the Bills having over 400. Yeah. Like, the Bills just totally outplayed them, but couldn't finish. I mean, kudos to the Dolphins' defense for being able to hold the Bills out of the end zone, but I still believe the Bills are the better team and the Dolphins are not Super Bowl contenders. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, that is a fair point. Uh, like, the caveat of them winning, but it was just like a miserable day to play football in Florida. <laughs> like, truly. Especially for a northern team like the Bills. Like, that's just, that's got to be a nightmare. <laughs> Yeah, just yeah, that heat is crazy. So many players going out of the game. Yeah, game seriously, like an injury, like every snap it seemed like, and like Josh Allen throwing sixty three times for four hundred yards and two touchdowns. Like when your quarterback's throwing it sixty three times, I mean that is just crazy. That just shows you like running game is definitely more physicality, and that was really taking a toll, I guess, on their running backs. Yeah. I mean, 
with the stat line the Bills had, you don't lose those kind of games very often. Yeah. Especially when you hold Miami's to the kind of stats they had as well. I know. It's really surprising. Like, yeah, if, if you just showed anyone that box score without the final score, I think nine people out of ten would say that Buffalo won the game. Yeah. And those those games just feel horrible to lose that. <laughs> like, it's one of those it's one of those things that is just... I mean, I guess you think about week one when they had, like, four turnovers, was it? Or three, at least. Yeah. And you kind of feel like you kind of got away with one a little bit, although they did destroy them, so... But, like, I guess it all, my point is it all evens out at the end of the year. You're going to have some games where you felt like you could have won it, but, like, you played so much better than the other team, but you'd lost. And then there's going to be games where you played a lot worse, and you're like, dang, I'm, we're lucky we won that one. Yeah, but you get your outliers every once in a while. Yeah, but at the end of the, when all is said and done, you know, it, it all evens out and all, yeah. is, all is fair enough. Yeah, and things look pretty much as they should. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, Tua throwing 18 times for only 186 yards, like a classic Tua boring game. Yeah, and that's why I just cannot crown the Dolphins king of the AFC yeah. or Super Bowl contender just based on that. I mean, they just, I don't think, can keep up with the firepower of teams like Buffalo and Kansas City if they were to meet in the postseason. Yeah, I kind I of agree with that, but I, I, I will admit I have definitely been more impressed with Miami than I first was at the beginning of the oh, season. Absolutely. And, and, like, their wins have been kind of different. Like, they had that huge comeback, which kind of shows you that when they need to, they can. They're capable of scoring that many points and coming back like that. And they, they can, I guess, duke it out in a fluky, although fluky, a defensive battle, I guess. I mean, and even against New England, didn't have great offensive numbers, so they did beat New England. Yeah. So just a really interesting start to the year for Miami and something we'll have to keep an eye on as the season goes on. I definitely buy them more than Philadelphia, though. I'll tell, I'll tell you that. Because Philadelphia, people are making a big deal about that. They beat, like, three okay teams. I mean, that's an interesting take. But I didn't really thought about that one. That is a very interesting take, Miami over the Eagles. Yeah, I mean, Miami's beat some two top-tier teams. And that the is Eagles true. have, you know, their, their biggest one was against Minnesota. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, I don't know. Um, but the 4 o'clock window uh, had the Packers against the Buccaneers, and I believe we both picked Green Bay to win this game. Yes, we did. And uh, they looked pretty good coming out of the gate in the first half. Their first two drives uh, looked really good. They scored a touchdown in the first and second quarter. But from there on out, it was as boring a game as you'll ever see <laughs> between you know two of the greatest quarterbacks. So a bit of a disappointment. Yes, it, it definitely was. And even saw the the Packers rushing offense. We talked a lot about it last week Shredding coming off that, that Sunday night game where they're Rushing offense really led them, but this time, Aaron Jones only three yards of carry and AJ Dillon with two point seven. Yeah, yeah, that definitely doesn't hold a candle what they did the week before. <laughs> definitely not. But I, I mean, I guess I was happy to see them do something different. Like they threw, Rogers was throwing to you know all his receivers. Seemed like you know you had Dawes having a huge game, which is so encouraging. Like that is an awesome thing to see from him. Uh, Randall Cobb coming up with some big catches there. Still looking, you know, sharp. Alan Lazard playing really well. Robert Tanyan. So he wasn't it wasn't just the running backs this time. And uh, I thought Rodgers played really well. Um, and he's I think he's really starting to, to trust Dobbs more, which is a really good thing to see. Uh, unfortunately, Sammy Watkins put on IR. Um, but, you know, I guess we kind of all expect that at some point. But he should be back in, like, four or five weeks. Christian Watson has some hamstring tightness, so 
looking to get him back, but a pretty good win overall. I mean, t- just an interesting note on Tampa Bay as well. Just looking through the the yards per game for this year, just seeing what it was looking like, and Tampa Bay all the way down at 27. 27th in the league in yards. Yeah, in yards per game. Like wow. That was just really crazy to me. Yeah. I didn't well, think they'd be quite that low. Yeah, I know. Well, the receiver core is just, you know, they got, what, Mike Evans is out, Chris Godwin's out. It's kind of in shambles right now. Yeah. I mean, they had to pick up Cole Beasley, so. But even with their rushing attack, I feel like they should have more yards per game than that. I, I kind of feel like that's how Tom Brady teams are, though. I, they kind of start out a little bit, you know, rusty. You see Tom, like, swearing at all his teammates, throwing tablets and stuff. <laughs> then by the end of the year, we're all like, oh, here comes another Super Bowl. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, I'm, I got to the point now that I'm never going to even worry remotely about a Tom Brady-led team. <laughs> like, I'm never going to, like... They should just cruise through that division. It's looking like a cakewalk already. Yeah. Like with the all those three Saints, uh, Panthers, Falcons, they're all going to beat up on each other, I think. Yeah, definitely. I mean, the Saints are the only ones that I thought maybe could contend with them just because they've had their number. But it's looking like it's just going to be Tampa all the way there. Yeah. And plus, Todd Bowles is really looking like a good coach. I, that's a good pick um, going back to your season awards. Todd Bowles as coach of the year. That's looking pretty good right now, I yeah, think. I'm liking that one. Yeah. Although mine is not Brandon Staley. That's a little bit on the, the iffy side there, <laughs> depending on if he can pull the team together. Because Austin Eckler does not look like Austin Eckler so far, and Justin Herbert has had a shaky start as well. I mean, the, the injury, I think it's really going to hamper the charges throughout the season. Is they're going to try and make Herbert push through this? But ultimately, I don't believe it's going to be to the success of the team. Yeah. I mean, also losing Rashawn Slater this this year for the seat or this week for the season. I mean, just oh, that's huge, crushing. huge loss. That's crushing. I saw that. Yeah. Oh, gosh. That's terrible. I mean, just getting blown out of the Jaguars. That's, I mean, and I, I think the best thing they can do um, and take a lesson from what happened to Baker Mayfield last year is just sit Herbert for a while. Like, two or three weeks. Because ribs, man, that's just painful. Yeah. I mean, you feel that every time you throw, yeah. you're going to feel it. Every time you breathe. Yeah, like. <laughs> every, time you breathe every time you get hit, it just feels like it makes it worse. Yeah. I mean, to really do that to your, your franchise QB, I mean, you really kind of want to get him right. I feel like it almost be better for your season if you let him sit out a couple weeks and you try and get him back 100% later down the road rather than just trying to push him through at 50 or 75% the whole year and maybe make it worse over time. Yeah, that's literally the worst thing you could do is rush it in there, but... And, like, I feel like that's kind of what the Cowboys are looking to do with Prescott and his thumb injury. They didn't put him on IR, and they're trying to, they're talking about he's going to play next week, possibly. I'm like, why? Cooper Rush is looking more than capable enough. I would definitely want my franchise quarterback, who you just paid a lot of money to, to be completely healthy. Yes. And, like, and with David Bakhtiari and the Packers, they are notorious for just playing it safe with their, their injuries. But I think they were right to wait that long for Bakhtiari because the worst thing that would have happened is he comes in there, gets hurt again, and now he's out for even longer. Like, easing him back into the action is is always the best strategy and always wait as opposed to rushing someone in there. That's never a good idea. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. And going a little more into some games this week, just like what a prime time window this oh, week. And by what a prime time this week, We're so sucked. blessed. <laughs> So blessed. Just the, the most boring Sunday and Monday night games. <laughs> I mean, yeah. 17 
punts on Sunday night football. <laughs> 17! <laughs> it's just absolutely insane. Just great game to watch. And I sat there through that entire thing <laughs> for some reason. Because I love football. Yeah, great game there. I mean, in your primetime slot... When you come away saying that Jacoby Brissett had the best performance, like, is that crazy? Yeah. I mean, he did. Yeah. (laughs) 220 yards and two touchdowns. It was nothing to write home about either. Yeah, the most yards, and no other quarterback had more than one touchdown other than him. Yeah. That's insane. Like, I don't know. (laughs) I mean, the way it kind of unfolded, like, with no Trey Lance, I feel like that that would have been more exciting with Trey Lance there. Probably, yes. but... But the way it just turned out was just horrible. Like... Denver is just a board, not but Denver good. is not a fun watch. I thought they would be a, at the very least a fun watch, like, even if they weren't going to be great. Yeah. But they're just boring to watch. I mean, looking at them, thirty-one, number thirty-one in points per game this year. Oh my god, with Russell Wilson. Yeah, like that. That's just crazy. So much for Four- that famed receiver core we were all hearing about. Fourteen point three points per game. Fourteen point three. That the is with Russell Wilson and some good receivers. Who's lower than that? <laughs> The only team lower is Indianapolis with 13.3. Uh, well, they'll pick it up. I think they will. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I mean, and that's kind of the cult. That they're expected to be more of a defensive team anyway. But the Broncos, I mean, you get Russell Wilson to score 14 points a game. Like, you trade, you pay all that capital, you pay him all that money to come in and score 14 <laughs> points yeah. a game. Just not acceptable. I know. You could do that with any old quarterback. You could do that with Jacoby Brissett, Teddy Bridgewater, Gardner Minshew. Like, why are you paying Russell Wilson to do that? He's got to pick it up. Uh, and I've heard some Denver fans wanting Hackett to be yeah. fired already. Only 184 yards for Wilson. But yeah. I mean, the Hackett firing, I mean. That's ridiculous. Just some crazy man, clock management, not good. Like Yeah. I mean, he's new at it, but still, I mean, after being around the league that long, you think he'd be better at that. Yeah, he was for a, sure. an offensive mastermind for Green Bay, too, so I... Maybe he's just a lot better in the role as an assistant. Yeah. And some guys are like that, you know. Like, it's hard to tell when, until you actually do it. It's really True. the only way. But, I mean, Cowboys-Giants wasn't a... Uh, I was going to say it wasn't a total snooze fest, but it kind of was. But the first half, for sure, was. Yeah. Like, really not much going on It did on pick up a little bit. 6-3 to three after the first half. I mean, it got a little more exciting in the fourth quarter. But... Yeah. And then Sterling Shepard at like the one of the last plays, just tearing his ACL. Oh, you hate to see things like that. Uh, out for the year, just not like no contact at all, like just yeah, just running and just yeah. pull up. That's just horrible. Yeah, definitely. And you know, some people are, that kind of brings back the old uh, grass versus turf argument. People are saying that if that was grass, there's like a much lower chance of that happening. Yeah, so I say, I mean, a lot of players have said that about certain stadiums, like a lot of injuries at certain stadiums there. I mean, yeah, it's definitely a, a good point to bring up. Yeah. I mean, it's not... You, I mean, these teams are all so wealthy. I mean, <laughs> it sure would be a little more work, but they can hire the people to do that. Like, to, Dude, Look at how much revenue the NFL makes. Yeah. And you think they can't afford to do something like that just for basic player safety? Yeah, they talk about player safety, and yet one of the most proven points of it is, you know, the turf. And that's not safe. That's not natural. It's, you know, and they haven't done anything about it, really. In fact, I think more teams are moving to turf. Just they're trying to come up with like more advanced forms of turf. But I mean, is grass really that hard to keep up with? You hire a lance, you know, a, a lawn keeper, and and you know, boom, there you go, pay him like minimum wage or something. Like, heck, probably 
could get your fans to do it for you. Yeah, I know Bills fans would probably do that. I mean, I see things like that all the time here in Buffalo, where it's like, oh, if you come and shovel the stadium, we'll give you a ticket. Yeah. Or we'll pay you this much money or something like that. Yeah, Green Bay and Buffalo, have, they have stuff like that. Like, <laughs> I mean, wait, does Buffalo use real turf? Or, they, or, or do they use the artificial stuff? I'm not 100% sure on that. Yeah, I, I'm... Now they come I know there's been conversations about them getting gra- doing grass for their new stadium. Oh, so it's probably artificial. Yeah, I, th- I feel like I think it it is artificial. I mean, yeah, I don't know. I like what the Cardinals do, where they like roll their it's real grass, but they like roll it out and back in and stuff like for the rain and whatnot. <laughs> That's pretty cool. But it just goes to show you, there's so much technology out there to support the real grass. Like, there's no reason not to have it, <laughs> in my opinion. But uh, another crazy game, and just before we get to our week four stuff, is uh, the Raiders, the only team in the NFL 0-3. I mean, that is a huge shock to me, as I had them, like, second best in the division. I've picked them a lot so far. Yeah, every week so far. Yeah, and just really expected them to do much better. I mean, a, a good stat line, really, when you look at it for this week, but... Yeah, it's couldn't get it done for Tennessee. I mean, 300 yards for Derek Carr passing, but when you look at his percentage, 26 for 44. Yeah. Not, not a good percentage. A pick, untimely pick. And then Devontae had his only 36 receiving yards this week, though he did haul in a touchdown. But, yeah, you, you want to see more from the, the Raiders, that for they, sure. They haven't really gotten Darren Waller going at all, either. I mean... It's only 22 yards for him this week as well. Yeah. Mac Hollins, I see on here, is 158 yards. I mean, hmm, that's they're on a hot, like 0 and 3. Like only six teams in NFL history made the playoffs at 0 and 3. If the Raiders miss the playoffs this year, gosh, I think if that's a whole you know a whole team rebuild at that point, they're probably gonna get rid of everyone, <laughs> sell the farm. And maybe some people didn't love the team, but I know we definitely like them a lot. Yeah, I liked that they built. I liked all the pieces they brought in. Yeah, from last year, they were a fringe team. I thought they filled filled in all their holes quite nicely. Mm-hmm. Like it's one of those years. If you don't do it this year, like how are you ever going to do it? You know, like this yeah, is your year. It feels like time to sell off Derek Carr after that, pretty much. Yeah, and start over in the draft. Yeah, I think the, so. The, just a really good draft history from the Raiders, of course. Yeah, <laughs> legendary, <laughs> legendary set of first round picks. This last several years, are any of them on uh, starting rosters? <laughs> I think so. Oh man! All right. Well, I'm cheering for the Raiders though. I they're they're unlike the Broncos though. Like they're actually exciting to watch, even though they're 0 three. Like I would much rather watch them than Denver. I agree. And I would still pick them to beat Denver like tomorrow. Yes. Despite that. And I don't know. I feel like people buy too much into records and when it comes to how good a team is. And a lot of times it's, it's just you having a bad day or, or just the, the matchup, how you match up against a team. But, you know, don't pay too close. Don't get over concerned about your record. And don't even think about it. If you're 0-3, don't think about it. Just, you know, week to week, that's what they always tell you. Yep. Um, and speaking of week to week, it's time for our week four picks. Yes, week four. Hopefully we're, we're going to do better than what we've done. It's not not good at all so far. Yeah, by us. <laughs> really, it's just bad. <laughs> I mean, I feel like I'm. I just. I don't know. I. I, I want to just pick all underdogs at this point, <laughs> just to see what would happen. <laughs> or or maybe I'll start doing like the opposite. If I if I have a losing record this week, 
I'll, I'll probably just go like George Costanza on everyone and just do the absolute opposite of what I think <laughs> when it comes to fantasy, when it comes to games, to just be like, you know what? <laughs> I am going to pick the Texans to beat the Bills this week. Like, <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, so hopefully uh, we do better, and I think the games are going to be a lot more exciting, at least the primetime ones, because we got the Dolphins and the Bengals kicking it off on Thursday night. And uh, be a good one. Bengals are what we thought would be a great team, looking not so great. Dolphins, what we thought would be a not so great team, looking pretty great so far. So who do you have coming out on top? I have the Cincinnati Bengals in this one. And I do as well. Good uh, get-back week against the Jets last week. Yeah, and definitely a good get-back week for the Bengals. And I said last week, too, I think the Bengals will still be able to win their division. I have faith in them. And Miami's 3-0 looking pretty good. Yeah. But I, I think the Bengals can take them on. Yeah, so do I. I think if, if Joe Burrow just controls himself a little bit and they're able to get the running game going, I think the offense really, although they have a great uh, set of weapons, I think when their running game is going, that's when they, they just kind of roll off the running game, in my opinion. Like when Joe Mixon is just churning up yards after, you know, all that. Like he's, we all know he's as good as a running back in the league. But I think the Bengals are a team, a case of a team that's playing much under their potential. Yeah, for sure. I think, yeah, I, they're just kind of the, I think they're going to have a pretty good week. <laughs> I, uh, should I mark my words? No. But I think it could be a blowout. That's what I'm saying here against the Dolphins. Interesting. And next we have the Sunday uh, 9.30 game in London, I, th- I believe it is. Or is this yes, one in Germany? I believe, it is Lo- I believe it's London. Okay, well, Might either way, it's, it's foreign across the pond. And it's the Vikings and Saints uh, rematch of the Minneapolis Miracle game. Who do you have won in this one? I have the Minnesota Vikings. Uh, yeah, I, I do as well. Although I, I considered the Saints for a second, just a brief second. But they just really had, like, have not looked great this starting off the year. Yeah. I mean... I have kind of like what I've seen from Minnesota. I mean, Jeff Jefferson had a really big week one. And they definitely got some pieces on the offense. We've talked about it a couple times. We like Minnesota's offense. Love it. I mean, the Saints should have some pieces too. But I just think that Minnesota overall is a better team. Yeah. Although I do like what I'm seeing from Chris Olave from the Saints so far. Oh, for sure. He's definitely showing flashes. They got a pretty underrated receiver core, to be honest. With Michael Thomas looking pretty good as well. Yeah, if he can continue to make his comeback, yeah, absolutely. The question is Jameis Winston, though. <laughs> it's always the question. <laughs> and that, that, I've been a fan of Winston throughout yeah. his career. And I, I'm hopeful to continue to see him do some good things. Hopefully. He's one of those guys that you like to cheer for. I don't know, it's just his personality. It's very likable to me. Yeah. Uh, and now we got Browns and Falcons. This one should be a barn burner. <laughs> In Atlanta, uh, I have the Browns coming out of this one. I think they should do it quite easily. Yeah, so do I. I th- you know, I think you mentioned um, the Bengals will still win the division. I think the I think the Browns are going to take the division, to be honest with you. I had the Ravens coming out on top at the beginning of the year, but from how good Cleveland has looked, I know the whole Jets thing, blah, 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 yada, yada, yada. So forget about that, but they've looked a lot better than I thought they have. Yeah. And once Deshaun Watson comes back, if they somehow sneak into the playoffs, watch out. Yeah, that that's definitely one where you get in the wild card round, or maybe they're the seven facing the two. That could yeah. really make some noise. I mean, I was certainly thinking about that myself today, being like impressed with Cleveland. I mean, they did lose the Jets, but they put thirty points on them still. Yeah, it was it wasn't their it offense. Was, it wasn't a stinker in that respect. Yeah, I mean, Cleveland's impressed me so far. They've done better than I thought they would with Jacoby Brissett. Yeah, and which uh, I guess we shouldn't be too surprised. Because like he's kind of like, 
like exactly what they need. They like their offense is so good in every other area that he just needs to be a game manager type, like yeah. kind of what Baker was when he was good. Yeah. Like, yeah. like they were almost made the playoffs. They were close with Baker not being great last year. Mm-hmm. So uh, yeah, I, I'm not gonna call it yet, but I think they could win this division. Um, and then we had another team that's looking good with the backup, uh, the Cowboys and with Cooper Rush hosting the Commanders. And who do you have taking this game? I have the Commanders. Oh, okay. So I, I do have the Cowboys in this one because I think Cooper Rush has really impressed me so far. Yeah, Cooper Rush has impressed me, but you know, Carson Wentz has also impressed me through most of it. I mean, not a good week last week at all. Sacked eight times versus the Eagles. Classic Wentz game. Yeah. But I have liked what I've seen from Washington so far. And... Not been super high on Dallas. I mean, no, not a great, really not a great game versus the Giants on Monday night. So I picked Washington going into there. I mean, not really super strong feeling on either team, but I just like Washington in this one. Yeah, I mean, I never thought Dallas was a great team. Like they just got they got worse from last year. I just I don't know something about it is like hilarious how they're just never able to to make any noise. But I think the the Dak Prescott injury almost kind of gives them like a a boost almost like they everyone has to step up in order to hold the fort down until he gets back so i think they're actually kind of playing better because of that at least for now so yeah i I think they will be able to get it done against the commanders uh now we have the seattle seahawks going to detroit to face the lions and who do you have coming out the victor in this one i have the lions as do i (laughs) big shock yeah talking about team that's impressive to start this year. Yeah. I mean, for me, Lions may be the team that has impressed me the most. Except for their defense. Yeah, I mean, that's been, look at their offense. I mean, just pretty good numbers there. Yeah, I'm going to St. Brown. Tier 1 receiver. Pro Bowl. Number 2 in points per game. Detroit. Yeah. <laughs> that's impressive. Number Re- 2 in the truly. league. I mean, if you would have asked us three weeks ago, how many people do you think would say Detroit would be top 3? In points per game so uh, far? I, I, even me, who was really high in Detroit, as high as anyone, I don't even know if I would have said that. Yeah, I mean, I, I would have thought their defense might be good. Like, they would be all right. Being with Jared Goff being able to be number two in points per game through a few weeks. Yeah. I, I'm impressed. I've liked what I've seen from the Lions so far. Yeah, me too. I really, I love, I, I just love watching them. Like, they're such a fun team. A team that you can really get behind and, and cheer for, even, they're in, even though they're in my division. I don't feel like they're rivals. Yeah. Because they've just been so bad. Like, you kind of feel bad for them. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, I think they'll easily beat the Seahawks. Yes. And that's not even a question in my mind. Uh, and then Colts-Titans. Colts hosting the Titans after a surprising win against the Chiefs after losing to two of the, you know, bottom teams in the league. Yeah, so really, really interesting place for Indianapolis. Yeah. And where you put them after this. I have no idea what to think about them. Yeah, I mean, I think like I was saying, I was ready to write write them off last after last week, just about. Yeah. But I mean, as the win versus Kansas City, you can't make much more of a statement than that. Yeah, I know. Seriously, I mean, the fashion they did it wasn't all that glamorous, but they still got it done. And I don't know, I like I just really have no idea what to think about the Colts. I need I need more information on them before I make an assessment of how, of what they are this year. I mean, I I, I think I'd like to say I still favor them in that division but yeah it, yeah i do too the next few weeks i think we'll say a lot about the afc south although maybe it'll come down to the wire yeah we'll have to see in and i, I picked them this week versus tennessee and as did i yeah in tennessee not good no i, I mean, like them they just have nobody <laughs> they're like, kind of like the patriots yeah 
and be, being able to sneak one back out versus the Raiders. Oh, but to avoid going zero and three, but don't like the Titans. Like the Colts more than that. I think Colts will handle business this week. Yeah, me too. Uh, then we got Chicago and the New Jersey Giants uh, playing in New Jersey. Uh, who do you have winning this game? Both teams starting two and one, which is a bit surprising. I have the Giants winning this one. As do I. Um, I think the Giants is two one and start is merited. I think they looked a lot better. And in contrast, I think the Chicago Bears two and one start is pretty fluky. I think they'll kind of come back down to earth if they were even that far out to begin with. <laughs> I mean, yeah, good defense. And, I mean, really good running game. Over 200 rushing yards for Chicago this week versus yeah. Texas. Yeah, oh, that is impressive. Which is really good. That but, is impressive. But Fields has not looked good. No. And I mean, he has nobody to throw to, really. You can't survive very many weeks in the NFL without competent quarterback play. Yeah, that's going to come down. I mean, the, the Danny Jones hasn't looked all that spectacular either. That is true. But I think the Giants are kind of in a place now where their team is actually not bad, but I think they're really being brought down by the quarterback play. Yeah. Whereas the Bears, I think, are just bad all around. And that's kind of why Justin Fields is being bad. Yeah, you know? I would agree with that. But I think the Giants should easily take this game. And moving on, our next game we'll have the Philadelphia Eagles and the Jacksonville Jaguars. I think this one maybe looks a little more interesting than it did. Yeah, much more interesting. Both teams a lot better than I thought. I mean, Jacksonville at two and one there, coming off a win versus the Chargers. Yeah, huge win, an absolute demolishing in LA, no less. And then there's another team you think. I mean, where do you put them? And you think you need a few weeks? It's Jacksonville. Yeah, I mean they got like I don't know. It kind of makes it all makes sense now. They're actually doing good. They got James Robinson and Travis Etienne. Uh, it's like a great running back duo, which you kind of need in the NFL. They got some talented receivers: Christian Kirk, Jamal Agnew, uh, Marvin Jones, Say Jones. Even is looking pretty good, and Trevor Lawrence is balling out right now. So I mean, all of a sudden, I kind of wondering why I ever doubted them. <laughs> and Doug Peterson, clutch coach, mm-hmm. facing then, his team. Of course, the Eagles. Tons and tons and tons of hype this week. Oh my gosh! Off the Eagles and their three and all stars. Sick of hearing it, to be honest. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I was particularly low on the Eagles. I've come around them a little more, but definitely not the level of many of the national media and fans. Yeah. I mean, they beat, like, not that impressive teams. Like, they beat the Commanders, the Lions, and the Vikings. Like, I mean, those aren't awful teams, but they haven't beat, like, a quality, like, Super Bowl contender yet. Like the Dolphins have, for instance. That being said, I will still pick them, the Eagles over Jacksonville this week. Yeah, uh, I will, but very tentatively. Like, very tentatively. It should be a really exciting game. Yeah, and I wouldn't be surprised if Jacksonville takes this one, honestly. Yeah, I'm, I... Dang, I, yeah, even now I'm kind of reconsidering it. But <laughs> I I guess I will take the Eagles. I will. I don't like the hype, as much hype as either of these teams have had, though, this week. Yeah, they're, they're, over, they're both kind of being overhyped. Yeah. That's why I can't get on either of their trains right now. Yeah, <laughs> I agree. Uh, New York Jets, Pittsburgh Steelers, easily the most boring game of the week. Uh, who do you got in this I have one? The Jets in this one. Okay, I have the Steelers coming out on top. I feel like one in doubt go with the better coach. So uh, I think these teams are just extremely boring <laughs> to watch, and um, two of the worst teams in the AFC for sure. But I, I trust Mike Tomlin. So ultimately, the home field advantage combined with that will provide a win for the Steelers. I think. Seen some good things from Joe Flacco. And they're receiving core of the Jets, so that's kind of why I picked them. 
and you're not loving what I've seen from the Steelers so far still. Mm-hmm. I mean, you really don't love what you've seen from either team, but yeah, uh, the Jets coming out of this one. I think the Jets are, I don't know, they're it's kind of encouraging for the Jets because they're playing with their backup. But the Steelers, that whole quarterback thing, I think the best thing that can happen for them is for Mitch Trubisky to have a couple like really bad games. And I think, because I think Kenny Pickett is obviously where the future is for them. I think getting him in there as soon as possible at this point is the best thing for the team so he can establish that kind of connection with his receivers. Yeah, Pittsburgh's not going to make the playoffs this year. They're going to yeah. be good. Right, like that's kind of the thing. Like, if I want to, you know, maybe diverge a little bit. Like, when you have a, a question, there's always kind of a question when you get a new quarterback, a rookie in there. Do you sit him? You know, for a year or two, or do you throw them right in and start them? Because we've seen guys that come right in and they play really well, like Andrew Luck and right. Russell Wilson. But then we've seen Lamar guys, Jackson, even. And Lamar Jackson, yeah. And then we've seen guys that sit for a year that play really well, like Mahomes and like Rogers sat for three years. And like Josh Allen, when he first came out, he didn't look great at all. But as the years went by, you know, he's obviously become who he is today. But I think that is, I don't know, some people just learn better by actually going out there and doing it. And Herbert as well that year. He came in right away and did well. And I think I just kind of a rule of thumb for me is if your team is contending, like if you have a really good roster and you think that you could possibly be make some noise in the playoffs, then I would say go with the guy who you think is going to win more games for you that year. But if you're if you're a team like the Steelers who, I mean, let's be honest, they're not making any noise regardless of who they start. So I would definitely go with who your future is. Because if you're not going to win anyway, you might as well get your guy experience, mm-hmm. in my opinion. It's nice to have the safety belt there and Mitch Trubisky if things were to go completely off the rails so you're not left floundering in there. Yeah, with just nobody in there, yeah. But, yeah, getting some experience would probably do well. Yeah, I, I definitely am on board with that strategy. Um, and in contrast to that boring game, the game of the week, in my opinion, should definitely be the Bills and the Ravens here. Both coming off losses to the Dolphins in consecutive weeks <laughs> by, you know, less than a touchdown. So who do you think comes out on top in this battle of AFC Titans? I have the Baltimore Ravens. Oh, my gosh, shocker. I also have the Ravens. I was kind of hoping to steal a game from you on, on this one. <laughs> I mean, Bill's just defense is decimated with injuries. I don't think Lamar Jackson is going to take full advantage of that this week. Yeah, I mean, it's going to be really exciting between him and Allen. Absolutely, seeing Allen and Jackson really go head-to-head, but I think that the the injuries that Buffalo's had on their back end is just going to do them in, and Jackson's really going to be able to run all over them. Yeah, I mean, hopefully it'll be more exciting than that playoff game they had. Yes. That was just disappointing for all of us. I mean, the Bills won, so we're all happy, but... And the Tanner Johnson pick six was really cool, 100-yard pick six, but... But other than that, like not really low scoring game. Yeah. Yeah, not super like not super exciting as far as games go. I think we all want to see Lamar and, and Josh Allen just duke it out to the finish. Yeah. Uh, then we got Chargers and the Texans. So <laughs> Chargers getting just crushed by the Jaguars going into Houston. Maybe a little bit scared. Who do you think comes out on this one? I've still got the Chargers winning this one. I do as well, but if they lose, it's going to be trouble. <laughs> it's going to be trouble for my entire picks for the year. Yes, definitely. I mean, we were very high on Chargers. I think we both had them in the division. Yeah, I had them with the one seed going to the Super Bowl. Yeah, so things not looking promising for the Chargers right now. <laughs> got to go, pull it together, guys. <laughs> yes, but they should win this one this week versus Houston. 
They're better. They're better. <laughs> uh, Arizona Cardinals, Carolina Panthers, the battle of Kyler and Baker. Um, the storylines just seem to make themselves this year in the NFL. But uh, who do you think takes this game? I have the Arizona Cardinals. I do as well. Uh, Carolina Panthers getting a good win against the Saints last week, but I still think they have to figure some things out there before they're a re- you know even a remote contender. Yeah, I still think that Matt Rule is going to be fired yeah. fairly soon. It's it's a bridge year in whatever direction they decide to go, if, even if they continue with Baker. It's, it's definitely a bridge year. But yeah. I did see an interesting stat today. Did you know that the Cardinals have not scored a point in the first quarter this year? Really? Not a, not a field goal? Not a safety or nothing? Yeah. Wow, that's... that's really. I find that really interesting. That's surprising. <laughs> but still, in a way, I feel like the Cardinals may even be slept on a touch. Yeah, in oh, that I division. Do. Oh, I think for sure they are. Even at the beginning of the year, I, I think you had them pretty low. Relative. I had them 9 and 8. Yeah, I think I had them 11 and 6. I don't know. They, they went like 8 and 0 last year. And then it just kind of went all downhill from there. But they can, they've definitely shown me that they can be a sustainable team. Yeah, they're a team that intrigues me as the season goes on. Yeah. I think they could benefit from, you know, some, some mid-season acquisitions as well. A.J. Green getting hurt. Uh, I'd like, man, Odo Beckham, Odo Beckham, rather, uh, would look really good in a Cardinals uniform, I think. Yeah, he would. Uh, but they're a really fun team to watch either way. But uh, in New England, the Patriots and Green Bay Packers, uh, I do have the Packers winning this one. As do I. Should be an absolute blowout here, I'm yeah. thinking. Especially I mean, with Mac Jones not playing. Yeah, without Mac Jones. I mean, Rodgers should go to town on that New England defense. Yeah, hopefully. And really some decently strong showings by the Packers defense as late. Oh, yeah. Should be able to keep New England in check for sure. And I'm telling and, you, that Packer defense is the strength of the team. Yeah, and if Rodgers can throw the ball around the field a little, maybe get Jones more involved like he was in Week 2. Yeah. Should be a shellacking of the Patriots this week. I'm, I'm excited to see more Dobbs. I want to see him just go crazy. Yeah. <laughs> it's exciting. You know, losing Devontae Adams, who, who's going to step up? I really I really like what I've seen from Dobbs lately. For sure. And uh, speaking of Devontae Adams, the Raiders are hosting the Broncos this week, and I already said I, would, I will be taking the Raiders in this game. As why? I mean, I, I can't see them going 0-4. Oh, my gosh. 0-3 is already... It's bad enough. I'm being 0-4? Oh, man. Yeah, I mean, what do you do at that enough? point? I mean, and we touched on Denver, too, as well. Just not a good team with their with Russell Wilson, even. Yeah, it just doesn't seem to be clicking there. Yeah, so I think the Raiders should have a, a get right more of a get-right game here versus Denver. But we'll probably still be a close one. Yeah, oh, I think it'll be a good battle. Yeah, it should be a good game. I'll be excited to watch. And then we have Sunday night game between the Kansas City Chiefs and the Tampa Bay Bucks. Uh, Patrick Mahomes and Tom Brady duking it out. I do have the Chiefs winning this game. So do I. I mean, still a pretty hard hit wide receiver core in Tampa. They'll get Mike Evans back from suspension, which will be a big boost for them. Yeah. But Kansas City is still, I think, is all around better team than Tampa. Tampa should definitely make a lot of noise in the NFC for sure. But I like Kansas City as a team more. Yeah. Oh, I, I completely agree with that. Uh, Tampa Bay just, and they, they kind of start out slow, but I don't, I'm not worried about them at all. But Kansas City's offense, I just I really love that offense, despite the, the kind of slump week they had last week. Yes. And the uh, Monday night game of the week, gosh, these games are way better than last week's. Uh, Rams at 49ers. 49ers on two prime times in a row. Um, in San Francisco, these are always crazy battles. And who do you think wins this one? I have the Rams winning this one. Okay, I do as well. 
But it, it, these really go wild. Like the NFC West ones, I feel like it's really just anyone's game. Yeah, they've had some crazy ones over the years here. Yeah, specifically like uh, Seahawks 49ers. I feel like those are always nuts. Yeah. But yeah, the Rams should. I mean, it is Jimmy Garoppolo, but I, I do think the Rams are the better team here. Although they've looked pretty stagnant, I guess would be a good word to start the year. Yes, they have a bit, but I think they've still definitely got what it takes to be one of the top teams in the NFC, if not take the number one seed. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of interesting that they haven't signed Odell Beckham. Like, I mean, he won a Super Bowl with them. They seem to, he went to, like, Sean McVay's wedding or something like that. Like, if you really want him, why not just sign him now? Like, I don't know. Well, he's, but, he's not going to be back for a while, but I did see her. Did you see that thing about them having his locker still there with his nameplate on it? Yeah. So, I, I mean, I think if he goes anywhere, it will be there. <laughs> but That would be a, good, uh, a safe bet, I think. Yeah. I mean, he did win the Super Bowl with them. But, all right, so that wraps up our week uh, four picks. And Scott is going to give you his uh, premium parlay for this week. So, uh, so, last two weeks, not doing so great. Yeah, one only won one leg each of the last two weeks. So, we're <laughs> hoping to get a winning column this time. Really kind of some interesting picks here. I wasn't sure what I was going to do as I was looking through. I ended up with three teams. I, I don't know that I really expected, but I, I ended up liking. So, of course, I got all three teams outright. I have the New York Jets, the Las Vegas Raiders, and the Arizona Cardinals. Two underdogs again. Jets, underdogs by three and a half, and the Cardinals, underdogs by two, which I was a little surprised at seeing. Oh, wow. And then the Raiders favored by two and a half. Cardinals underdogs against the Panthers? Yes, they are. Ooh, that's nasty. <laughs> well, it's disrespectful. I, I try not to get just pick obvious favorites for my parlay, make it a little interesting. So usually try and pick one or two, if not three underdogs. So two underdogs this week, and then the Jets and the Cardinals, and the Raiders once again as favorites here versus Denver. What are the Jets? What's the Jets line for that game? Three and a half. Three and a half. Yeah, yeah I, I'd buy that. I'd buy that. I could definitely see the Jets stealing that one. But as all ads, outright winners for me here. We are going to wrap things up for now, and we hope you all have a good week of football. And we'll see you on the other side. And this has been Mark My Words with Ralph. And Scott. And we are tuning out.